I'm Alex Semenzato, and this is the Simo Podcast. This episode is presented by Ello, the Creators Network. Ello is a global community of artists dedicated to creative excellence, built by artists for artists. If you're a creator and you want to create a profile and collaborate with your peers, or you just love art and creativity and you want to check out some of the incredible works from all over the world, you can now by heading to elo.co. What's up, everyone? How are you? I hope you're having an excellent day and an even better week, whatever you've been up to. In this week's episode, I speak to synth pop singer songwriter Trace. Trace is based out of Los Angeles, California, and she's been on everyone's radar for her warm vocals, electronic sounds, and effortless mix of pop and R&B. We discuss how Trace discovered music and followed her passion. We learn about the music industry and going independent. Trace shares her creative process and where she finds her inspiration, and we discuss why it's important to follow your own path. This is a really honest discussion and it's great to learn more about Trace's artistry and where she finds her passion for music. I really hope you enjoy this episode. Thanks for listening and see you next week. Hi Trace, how are you? Hi, I'm I'm doing well. It's a little bit gray in LA, so that makes me very happy. <laughs> not not so hot. Why is it because you're now in quarantine or like you're stuck in lockdown, you'd rather it, the weather be crap? I just I love, I'm from here, but I definitely just prefer the sun to be away. I don't like this. And I you live in LA. Days. What? <laughs> I know. It's just, I live here because of the people and we have great weather and I'm grateful for it. But when it gets like gray and like, oh, I just get so jazzed. It's, a bit, a bit of a end. bit of a respite to a yes. constant sun. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Nice. Well, we're super excited to have you on the SEMO podcast. Thank you for sharing your time with us. Um, yeah, look forward to to kind of learning more about your creative journey. Um, but before we get yeah. started, we always like to have some icebreaker questions. Are you ready? Okay. <laughs> no, but yes. <laughs> okay. Favorite color? <laughs> black. That's fine. Is black a color? Yeah, black. Yeah, just yeah, black. I think- like my- Great. Uh, a flower or a tree? Tree. Coffee sure. or tea? Coffee. If you could be an animal, what animal would you be and why? I just think foxes are so cool looking and they're just so sneaky and just, you know, you can't trust them, but you love them. You know, I'm probably saying more to that than I should, <laughs> but a fox, yeah. <laughs> um, what's your favorite meal to cook? And why? Um, I'm always like nervous with people who are like, you know, they don't eat meat, but I just love a good steak. And I've just learned to really master Ooh. the perfect way of cooking a steak. So I would say that. That's good. See, I, I like I like that, but I'm I'm nervous about cooking it at home because I don't want to ruin it. But I think if you can because I always go, oh, I'll just have steak at a restaurant. Right. They're gonna cook right. it perfectly. But I think if you can master it at home, then you're winning. I'm going to send you a very detailed plate, but if I can do it, you can do it. Okay. I'm, I'm just saying. Yeah. 
And what do you have with it? Is it? Do you, is there any? Do you have like perfect kind of? Yes. Well, some some greens, like okay. any greens, like maybe charred, broiled, and then I would throw in some like maybe. Now I'm hungry. I would throw in some like roasted potatoes with some like horseradish. You Ooh, know. Nice. Yeah. Delicious. Yeah. What would be the title of your autobiography? Jeez. Oh, um, it would be perhaps um, the girl who feels too much and not enough. That's cool. Yeah, something like that. Something, something really depressing. <laughs> <laughs> and lastly, a quick fun fact about you. I was asked this the other day in a Zoom like round table and I had the hardest time because I'm I think I'm more funny than I am fun. So I'm like, what's fun? Like I've never broken a bone, but that's not fun. I don't like roller coasters, that's not fun. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so, so there's I don't know my blood type. Is that fun? <laughs> like these are just these facts. Like I don't know what a fun fact is like perhaps like, that i didn't like start anything anything career. adventure a lot of the answers are like adventure based so you could say like i climbed the top of a mountain or i don't know something kind of i see fun. i wouldn't i would never do that um <laughs> that's I, why you I haven't broken in, any bones <laughs> i i know i lived in italy oh that's for a, a little fun bit fact. that's, that's fun, fun right okay where, where yeah. in italy um it's a small town but like by milan okay. like under milan i, I kind of jumped around like um venice and like the major cities, but in small towns that no one probably has ever heard of. But How yeah. ca- what was it? Just a just a trip to go explore Italy? Or? Um, I taught English. Oh, nice. Um, to the little to the kids, which That's is cool. something I wouldn't do in general. So that was kind of fun doing something I didn't know how to do. See now, now you know that for next time, someone else you that question. That's a good answer. Yeah. Now I got it. Yes. Perfect. <laughs> awesome. Well, that's the end of the icebreaker round. So let's get down to business. Um. How would you describe yourself and what you do? How much time do we have? Mm. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, how would I describe myself? What I do? Um, you know, I would describe myself as someone who is really relational. I have learned the value of people. I've lived, I live my life pretty autonomously. Um, being not married, no kids, and I'm in my thirties. I kind of just live my life. So I'm meaning I've learned the value of people. And I think that what I do, which is I'm a writer, I I do music and I write other things too. And I think for me, it's really important to be connected to just the stories that are around me as well as, you know, within me, obviously. But I think that I just love story. I, I cry (laughs) everyone's story. Like I'm super, I would, I would say like emotionally connected to myself and to other people. And I feel a lot. And so I'm really grateful that I can use this very sensitive, like quote unquote, like superpower to create music. And um, I write, I'm right. I write film too. And I'm just kind of like, it's just so cool to be able to exercise this, this heart of mine you know? Yeah. How, how have you found kind of the recent months of being in lockdown and stuff? It must be, as you said, kind of someone that's naturally getting inspiration from the people around them. And then all of a sudden mm. you kind of starve from that. Has that been difficult? That's a good question. Actually, that's a good way of formatting that. Cause I think in the beginning of the pandemic, it felt really 
like a weird blessing because I was trying to focus on like my work and because I love people so much. And because I have a free schedule, I work for myself. I'll, I'll go on coffee dates every day. I'll go on walks every day. I will. Then you get back at like one, 2 PM and you're like, I'm going to make a meal. And then there's no writing. <laughs> so I think for me in the beginning, it was a big blessing because I was like stuck with myself and I actually loved getting a lot of work done um, towards the end, which is, I hope now of the, this pandemic, I feel like it's been nice to connect with people creatively, you know, safely, obviously, but it wasn't too hard on me. And I have enough like people in my life to where I didn't feel so isolated. Yeah. And, um, people, there's been kind of some people commenting saying, you know, potentially when we come out of this, it'll be like the roaring twenties, just because we've kind of been, uh, not able to express ourselves, whether that be going, putting mm-hmm. on makeup and going out for a nice meal and dressing up or, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of the, you know, people like yourself, artists that are kind of withholding music and, and art because no one can see it or hear it, uh, you know, in, in kind of live events and stuff like that. So I think mm-hmm. it'd be, it'd be quite exciting to see what happens when we can kind of go back to some normality, you know, is it going to just be this incredible boom of creativity? (laughs) I hope so. I mean, I'm going to be walking around in like silk gowns and just like, (laughs) just a martini in hand outside, (laughs) just hugging everybody. Like I'm, I'm excited for what we've all learned. I think cohesively as like a, as a, as a world, as a race. Um, But I, I'm also very, I love, I love delayed gratification too. So I'm excited to see what happens. And I think, oh, for sure, at least in this where I know, like LA, I know the people here, they've been working on some cool things and I'm excited to see like what all my friends are like going to share. And I feel like I'm excited to share what I'm going to share, you know, and yeah, I'm looking forward to whenever that is going to be. And turn turn those regular coffee dates into a martini date instead. One hundred percent. Like at the same time too. We're not changing the time. It's just like the morning. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, so let's rewind slightly. Tell us a little bit about your your journey. Old school trace. You know what were you doing? Oh what have you been your your journey to now kind of becoming a a, a songwriter and, and a film writer? Yeah, yeah. I I went to school for business, so I grew up wanting to be in advertising and I wanted to be an art director before I think everyone wanted to be an art director. Um, I just wanted to, I think at the root of it, you know, use words for good. I think that before I realized I wanted to kind of create story around, you know, advertisements or what have you, I, I definitely wanted just to have a degree in college that felt open. I always knew that there was something more, but I didn't know what it was. In my 20s, I was very all about, you know, the magazine world. And I worked as an editor and I loved photo shoots and I loved being on set and I loved managing, you know, writers. And uh, my dream was to write articles for magazines, which is funny to say now in 2021, because, you know, it's a lost art. And I'm, I'm pretty old school when it comes to that. I love books still, you know? And so, so my dream was just to kind of write and to always write. And so when I lived, I went to school in San Diego, I lived there, but I moved to LA for my magazine job. And that's when I became super interested in other things. And I have always known music to be something that my mom did. So I grew up in a musical family, but it wasn't very 
she's awesome. She's the coolest. I was just more like, I'm going to do not what you do, mom, because that's lame. So I never thought about music sincerely. I've always played the guitar poorly. I always sang to like my walls to myself. Like I didn't perform. I didn't, I wasn't in like, like theater or anything. And I think kind of my drive to just wanting to write and, and, and reading and, and learning story, I kind of tumbled into this, this season where a friend of mine from college was like, Hey, that song you wrote one time that I heard secretly, can you sing it on my album? And I'm like, that's weird. Like, it felt like a shock to be asked that. Like, I'm like, I don't sing. Like, why would you ever ask me that? That's rude. I'm, I'm building this magazine empire, you know, and, and, you know, but what I knew to be true is that I wasn't passionate about editing. I don't care. I'm like, I don't want to edit your work. I don't care. But I didn't know what it was that I wanted to do. I, I thought, I thought it was too late to be like a madman, like woman in the advertising world. Like, you know, I, I was just kind of like open, but I think when he asked me to sing, I sang into a microphone for the first time and it was really fun. And I was very cautious to, I don't know, like, I think for me, I'm very specific in, in, this is rude. If you don't know me, it sounds rude, but I'm just like, you know, what does taste look like and what does talent look like? And I feel like I spent a lot of time in my magazine job getting to know like, oh, that's a good hair. That's a good hairstylist. No, that's a great makeup artist. Oh, that's a great photographer. No, they're not really good at this. So they shouldn't. So I kind of spent a couple of years really honing in just like what I I think taste is or perhaps what my taste is. And so when I started singing, I was like, is this something I'm going to do? And I basically, it kind of just dominoed really quickly into a career in that it was the right timing and the right people. I decided to give it a shot. And I had a community in LA of creatives who were like, you sing? And I'm like, not really, but come to this backyard show and let me know what you think. Cause I wanted to do a Kickstarter. And so I did a Kickstarter and I had friends be like, Oh, that's awesome. We'll, we'll be there. And I, I got money <laughs> and I had got, I pulled a friend from college who did music and he moved to LA for just the year it took to produce my stuff. I had songs that I wrote in college on a guitar that I was kind of like, I don't want to be a coffee shop girl nothing wrong with that. Totally just not me. And this, um, this guy, Brandon came and he produced my first EP and that, and I just met someone at like a weird, like clothing party. And she was like, Oh, you're doing music too. I would love to help manage you. And I'm like, what? And so she started managing me and then her boyfriend then was a part of a blog. And then they, you know what I mean? They met me and then someone heard about me and then and then I somehow got my first single signed to a sub label and then Spotify reached out to me and like brought me in and they were like, we're doing this new thing called artists for Spotify. And it was just, it was the year of like Spotify, which is 2016. And I really did well in the beginning and I'm humbled now, but I did really well in the beginning and it just kind of shot off from there and I quit my job and I started doing music at 27. So there, that is the story of how I came to be. <laughs> That's a fantastic story. Well, congrats. And I think, uh, you. you know, obviously the hard work pays off, but I think also it's great when you're able to kind of really uh, flex the muscles and, and especially with kind of the community that surrounds you to support you as well. It's, it's kind of great how yes. it can, the dots can, can kind of connect and you only really realize that retrospectively, right? So Right, right. And so was that kind of, you think, maybe put you off slightly, you know, you couldn't, play the guitar as well as you wanted but then all of a sudden when you realize that 
you know, you could lay your vocals down with just incredible beats being produced. That was mm-hmm. like, oh, now I want to do it because I don't have to play the guitar. Was that, was that <laughs> That's a great question. That's like a really, <laughs> I've never been asked that. That's amazing. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah. sure. I think, I, think, I, think, I think there was a lot of grace and I felt a lot more freedom. Yeah. And I think for me, it was about kind of honing in on the confidence that, that, you know, I think writing is something you can't teach. And that's, I don't think, I mean, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, you can teach, but like writing a song, it's, it's harder to kind of explain or teach versus like, right. Like teaching the guitar. And I think for me really holding on to what I did have and not being so hard on myself. And I'm not that hard on myself, which is nice. I'm, I think for me though, I just am very specific on, on executing something good. And I think, yeah, when I learned that, Oh, you can just like play some snare and like do some synth work and transform something outside of myself, it felt really freeing and encouraging. And I definitely was humbled though, because I had to still learn the terminology too, of just being in the studio and being like, what's that crickety sound? And it's like, Trace, what are you talking about? Yeah. So it was a whole learn, it was a whole like learning curve, but definitely felt like, Oh, I can do this without being a professional guitar player. Amazing. And yeah, what is your creative process? Yes. Great question. I think that I, I'm a really quick writer meaning, and I say this because I've learned in the past, like being in, in the studio with like, even for other artists, like I can write fast. Like if I meet someone and they're like, I'm feeling this way, I'm like, let's write it. And I, I think for me, it's hard for me to write music for myself before I know the words. And so my process usually like not 80% is more like feeling what I'm feeling. (laughs) And then, then I'll sit and then maybe I'll play a chord and then I'll just sing the line that's in my head. I think that um, I've met a lot of good friends too along the way in the industry. They produce way more songs that I've learned take longer to finish though, but they have way more stuff, which I've always been jealous about. I have a friend who I actually opened up for, um, Monica. She's Mr. Little Jeans. Been a big fan of hers forever. And she was the first tour I went on and I opened for, but we started kind of working, not working together, but just kind of learning about each other's processes. And she would just hum things all the time, like melodies without words. And I can't do that. I need to like put a word, even if it's a dumb word, I just need to put words in. So I think my process is like words first um, and then music later. But sometimes, and maybe it's because I'm not like a musician, like a trained musician to where I I can't just play things like freely. Um, I, yeah. So I kind of, I'm open though. I think, I think it depends on how I feel, but mostly it's the words that come first. That's interesting. So are there some people that like, they'll have the words and then they have to find the beat or, and then there's like, you flip it and some people can hear the beat and then they come up with the words. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah. it's totally that. Yeah. Sometimes I think the the latter makes more sense too. Cause you like, and that's, and that's what happens to me when I work with other producers who come in and they have something for me and they're like, let me play something. I'm like, okay, cool. And yeah. they'll play a vibe. And then that'll kind of like make me like kind of get into position and like, okay, what does this feel like to me? Is this a happy right. song? Is this a sad yeah. song? And then, then I'm moving from there. Okay. That's interesting. Yeah. And where do you find your inspiration from? <sighs> You said people around you, but um, yeah, you have like as an artist or kind of, you know, how do you define that kind of that style of yours? Gosh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's 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 almost just like my daily life, right? It's it's like it's an inspiration from a bad date. 
it's an inspiration from like a traumatic memory I had of growing up. It's inspiration yeah. from watching a Netflix documentary on architecture. You know, it's definitely just being a feeler and just kind of, I, I try to write down things that I remember or recall or, or kind of, kind of feel like sometimes I'll just watch, I'll watch a film is really big too. Like sometimes I'll watch a film and it'll make me feel a certain way. And then I'll just, I'll have, I have a very long notes list in my phone. Oh, that's so an awesome. So, are, we, are, we, are we pen and paper or are we notes on the phone? I wish I was poetic and would say like a quill, you know, and just like a notebook. <laughs> but, but no, I'm a digital gal and I, I have a notes thing and I, I use oh, Evernote. Yeah. Evernote I'm, I'm obsessed. Too. I'm obsessed with notes on the phone. Like, yeah, it's it, it, it. You can organize it, and you could look up stuff. Like, if yeah. I'm feeling like, if I'm feeling like, oh, a bad date, I can just search bad dates, and it'll show like all of the memories and moments I've had. And so, yeah, I think inspiration comes from everything and everyone. To be honest, as aloof as it sounds, but and does there is there a bit of um, kind of searching or vetting when you kind of working with a producer to to ensure you kind of establish a connection with them to be able to. Uh. Yeah, I mean, make art. (laughs) Yikes, yikes is what I have to say. You know, I've been really fortunate enough to like have some really good friends in my life that I'm working with now. I think when I was so I used to be signed for a stint, and when I was signed, you know, they'll it's cool to meet a ton of new producers, and you get in the room with a ton of people, and you kind of become like looking back, it's exhausting. Like I look, I look back and. For the, for the for two years, I was meeting so many producers, and yes, you vet them personally. And I don't work with people again that I don't feel a connection to. I can connect with pretty much anyone though in the room because I'm I'm very productivity driven. So I'll never leave the studio without a song. I don't care if it's a horrible song. I'm like we're getting a song done. And so I've written so many songs with so many people. I do feel like I'm currently in a place that's looking for this dream producer you know like I I have people that I really work well with but I think also like I'm I'm almost it's almost like it's almost like dating but not but you're just looking for this person who like who gets you who works fast (laughs) who can like be a really good producer but also like let you write most of it but not write too much of it like there's this balance and I do have a couple of guys um mainly men slash that's not unfortunately I'm looking to I would love to work with more women but I have a a couple of guys who I work with right now who I so trust so love and so appreciate and so so yes a lot of a lot of vetting from the past and I I would say I don't really work with anyone that I did before that I do now which is very interesting and how how was that shift from you know being signed to being independent is it is it much, much better in terms of the freedom and and what you're able to do? Yeah. The shift was like whiplash and the shift was very incredibly humbling. I think that when you are creative, I think it's really important to have your dreams and to have vision, but I think it's way more important to remember why you do what you do, you know? And I think I definitely forgot why I do what I do and what I do, why I do what I do is to connect and to make people feel of course, less alone. And uh, for me, even being Asian American is a very, a new idea to me (laughs) because I forgot I was. And I think meeting fans who are like Asian Americans and they're like young women and they're just asking where I'm from and, uh, you know, meeting those, those, those kids and then meeting other people who are 
who feel connected and seen and who deal with mental health stuff and and they feel comforted by the stuff that I write I'm like oh yes 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 this is why I do this and this is why I cry in the green room after because I'm so honored to do this but I think when you're signed I will speak from my own experience I don't regret it I'm really grateful for the team I had around it I'm glad I didn't get dropped. (laughs) Like there's all these things that I'm like, I did a great job. But I think for me, I put a lot of pressure on myself and on them to elevate my career to places that I think and thought it should go. And I was humbled because people's career before me, like they're not, it's not my career. And I I modeled a lot of my career towards other clients of theirs and being like, they got a Grammy nom. They played Coachella. You know, they did a Tiny Desk concert. And those are goals that I still want, but I don't hang my life on it. And I think I kind of did. Maybe not my life, but just my like worth. And so I think when I finished my deal, I felt firstly like a failure. And I was really sad for some time. (laughs) And that sadness kind of gave me a second to myself to think about why it was that I was so sad. And that kind of ricocheted into me writing my first screenplay. But at the same time, now that, you know, COVID happened right after it too, I felt like there was this grace period of really, really thinking about what it is that I wanted to do with music. And, and I don't know, I felt kind of fortunate because I was like, I didn't have live shows canceled because I wasn't doing anything. And I was kind of like, this is the time to write. This is the time to really, really, um, to be grateful and to really be proud of yourself. And I think it's interesting to feel, for me, it was interesting to feel like a failure before I felt like proud of myself for finishing a record, an EP with them. And I did great, it was fine, you know, but it was a transition and you mentioned freedom and it definitely feels like it's palpable, the freedom I feel. Like I can just release music anytime with anyone with no contracts. Like it's so freaking fun and easy and, I'm having a ball right now. Amazing. And and yeah, I was going to ask you about that. You know, what is that process now? I mean, I think it is interesting, the shift, you know, obviously technology has democratized lots of things, but, you know, having the power of social media platforms to promote yourself, you know, in a very cost-effective mm-hmm. way, um, but also, you know, whether that's doing live streams or, um, you know, even having platforms such as Spotify, Apple Music, that you can literally just push out music um, and build your own fan bases. So, for you, I mean, one, I love your Instagram. So there's a great aesthetic there, but like in terms mm-hmm. of the process of, you know, making new music and stuff, I mean, do you have to be kind of re- regimented with yourself in terms of, you know, teasing fans and releasing stuff or is it just kind of a free for all? Like what's, what's that kind of distribution process? Is it, you know, is it thought through or is it kind of just as and when you want to launch something new, you, you press the button? You know, there has never been a more confusing time for music. <laughs> than now um you will you'll find me on on like clubhouse listening in on like the future of music and then the other day i saw a room that was like crypto and music and why you need to and i'm like what is i can't do this like i don't know how to keep up i've heard from like major like record people being like get a tiktok and put your music on tiktok and i'm like i'm not i go on to tiktok and i feel so overwhelmed all this to say is i think the there is a beauty to the freedom of music to where you can just release however, whenever you want to. Um, I think that 
when I was with the label, it's really nice to have a budget to, and a plan, right? It's nice to have like a pre-save link. It's nice to have like a music video to accompany your song. It's nice to have a new photo shoot. Like I love doing things properly. If I had endless amounts of money, I would make a short film for every song of mine. It hurts me when I can't really produce a cool album cover. I kind of just like, to be honest, like I'm just slapping a title on. It's fine. Like no one cares, but I'm like, I wish I could just, you know, do a whole shoot around this. But I think for me now, uh, it's, it requires a, a pull a little bit of just me being like, okay, yeah, let's just release the song and let's just tell them a week in advance. Them meaning like my fans. I don't know. I think I have fans. I don't, I don't know. I, I know I do. I, I think, I think that people don't know what to listen to. And I think that for me personally, I just released a song this week and I, I DM songs to people. I'm like, Hey, this is a new song. Like you have to tell people like you have a new song out. I think a, you can't depend on the algorithm on Instagram. Not everyone's going to see your post. I think B, like, I think your fans will know when you release stuff. So I have to kind of hold on to like, you know, like my strong 10, like my strong quote unquote, like 10 fans and focus on them and not be so sad and hard on myself when I don't feel like a song doesn't blow up, especially when it felt like music did a lot. My music did a lot better in the past, but I also know that it's so dense now and I'm, I'm kind of trailing. So you have to reel me in, but I think for now it's, it's, I think um, consistency of releasing music is the key. And I think that to just, for me personally, not to worry about how, like my genre, I think for me, I'm collaborating a lot right now because why not? And I think I used to worry about like, well, people know like what my true artistry is. And I still feel like I haven't released any like true artistry. Like I haven't released an album yet. Um, And I hope that I get to, to release like my first full length album. But for now, it's just kind of like, not being so precious with music and just releasing stuff that I like, that I like, that I'm proud of. That makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. And why not? Right. I think having that opportunity to, to do that. And I think, you know, you'll have people that will, you know, you're Ghana fans just because they love the music that you're putting out. And I think think you're right. You know, it is a confusing time. Um, And you know, there's so much music and there's so accessible and it's like, how do you, you know, I think kind of people that break artists like these huge record, you know, it's an, it's a, it's an industry and it's an art and it's, you know, then you get wrapped mm-hmm. up into all of that. So, you know, what is the difference? But I think it'll be interesting to see how it does evolve. Um, right. Maybe there's a combination of like, you know, I think, was it Lil Nas? Like he was unsigned. Yeah. And he became huge yeah. And like yeah. Quite a few. Um, and, uh, Chance the Rapper as well as another example mm-hmm. of being unsigned and doing quite well. So, yeah. Yeah. It's, time is now, Chase. <laughs> yeah, the time is now. You know, and like my friend manages Arlo Parks and she's indie. Oh, great. Yeah. And it's and it's like, and he, I'm like, yes, like sh- th- these careers are so specific and they're so, it's hard to like mimic it. You know, I think for a while it's like my my best like, my best kind of story about my career is that I played South by Southwest the same year as um, Maggie Rogers and Billie Eilish. (laughs) And I'm like, I'm so happy for them. (laughs) You know, it's, it's great. And I, I think, I think that um, I don't think that I'm not, I don't think that they're better than me. Like I'm in a, in a self-degrading way. I think that I, it's just my journey. And I, I would have, I would have loved 
a lot of the stuff that they got. <laughs> but I think it's just a journey that you have to really protect, I think, is what I'm learning. I want to protect my specific musical career. And I hope that I that I do last a long time. I don't want to just like pop off and then drop. And I just I think my goal now is to be like to be um here for the long run. Yeah. And you know? maintaining consistency and therefore and yeah. I think it all as you said, the journey, you know, everyone has their own journey and that's the worst thing you can do is comparing yourself to others because Woof. everyone's yeah. on their own journey, right? So Exactly. What um what is it about LA that you love in terms of kind of the the creatives that you that you're around? It's just the best city ever. I don't know. I I I have a very like European heart and I would live in Paris. I was mentioning that earlier, but I just I want to like move out of the country and live somewhere for a second for sure. But I find that Los Angeles, this place makes you feel not like, I, I, it's not a PC word, but like insane. It, it doesn't, this place doesn't make you feel insane for wanting what you want. You know, I think, I think, you know, I wouldn't have done music if I didn't live in Los Angeles. And I kind of owe this city big time for this revelation around what I find to be like a calling and a purpose for me. And obviously what we're meant to do, what we'll do, I guess. But I think this city really showed me the capacity that I had to dream. And I think it's fine to be this silly dreamer because I have a business degree. So I'm like, it's fine, you guys. I'm not like deluded and I understand the reality of life and bills and stuff. But I think the energy itself, obviously before COVID specifically, like you meet people all the time, all the time. And sometimes they're crappy people, but there's crappy people everywhere. And sometimes you meet some great people. And like I said earlier, it's, I'm about relationships and I think sincerity and authenticity gets you really like gets you far. And I think that's how I've gotten here. And I love, I love it. And I think even starting in the film world a little bit, like who does that? I'm like, who, you know, I met like one of my favorite directors within like a month, the minute I decided to do, to do movies. I met her at like this, like event, at this Chinese restaurant and we talked and I'm like, I'm like, Oh, I love this city. It wouldn't happen anywhere else. And I think there's a lot of opportunity here. And I think that it only works if you do have a community. Cause I know a lot of people who are lonely here and it can eat you up. And, and I don't, I don't envy that. And I, I, I think it's important to find the people. And I was lucky to find the people when I was in the magazine world that has kind yeah. of adapted and evolved now to like another community. So. Yeah. Nice. And how do you stay focused on moving forward and making progress? I think it's really listening to like your body, which sounds interesting. I, I think now that I don't have deadlines, I don't have like a label being like, you have to release stuff. Like there's so much freedom, right? So like, how do you stay focused? I, I think it's a, it's a handful of things. I think it's, 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 spiritual and like mental and and physical health 100%. I personally pray all the time, like all day, every second of the day. And I start my day praying and just being like in my body and just being like, this is a great day. It just changes your whole outlook. I try to like move my body. I go on walks, I go on hikes, I go on runs. And I try to work um, during the day. I've learned that I'm a writer. Like when the sun's out, I'm not like a late night person. I like get sleepy at 4 p.m. So I stay focused by, to be honest, not thinking about the work and the art and the dreams and the house I want to buy. Like those things 
are awesome and they do keep me up at night sometimes, but I, I remain focused, um, because I remain, I think grateful. I just need to like, I just want to simplify a lot of like why I'm here, like on this earth as ethereal as it sounds, it's very, it's just fun. It's just fun to like do what I do. So I, to, in order to enjoy this life that I get to live, I need to just really be like good with, with what I have and what's here. Especially at your own pace as well. I think that must be such a, that is something to be very grateful of as well. You know I mean? Mm. I think, cause I was going to ask, um, like, have you suffered from writer's block? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think that I listened to a podcast with Jerry Seinfeld and he said, like writing is the hardest thing in the world and you shouldn't be able to write for hours. And I really loved hearing him say that. I think, I think writer's block is different when you're writing a song versus writer's block when you're writing, you know, my like, my like screenplay, it's so different with music. When I experienced writer's block, I would step out of the room and literally like, I remember one time I just didn't want to write. And I was like, why can't I write anything? why am I blocked? And I went for a walk around the block and it was just kind of like trying to quiet and like meditate and like free my mind of my own thoughts. And it came to me. And this is like, obviously on a good day that I realized why I was blocked, but I realized that I didn't want to talk about my dad. And so like writer's block comes when I'm trying to be defensive and I'm avoiding something. So that's one thing. And I realized I'm like, I have to talk about my dad. And then I wrote the song in like five seconds when it's writer's block with like the film and the screenplay, it's like, it's either because I'm, I have my phones right here and I keep looking at it and it's social media 100%. I can't tell you how many times a day I'm, I like motion mimic throwing my phone like out the window. I'm like, <laughs> just get out of here. Yeah. So I think writer's block is, is kind of based around distraction with social media and like anything like techie. Um, and just also like when you're trying to force something like magnificent and brilliant and you know, you're just like, fooling yourself then I just step away like I I don't want to force anything and so I step away I like make a sandwich I watch a dumb show and it'll come back to me it always comes back to me you know what kind of sandwich oh my gosh well I would love like ideally always just like a BLT sandwich you know what real just, you actually cook the bacon or do you have it like pre-cooked oh my gosh 100% cook the bacon <laughs> are I you kidding you're gonna be like- me you're like lazy. You're like, no, I just slap on ham there and call it a BLT. <laughs> no, no. I, I love cooking. I think that's a really helpful stress, like release for yeah. me. And I could spend like two hours in a grocery store, like a weirdo. Well, it's like, it is like therapy in itself. Cause it's, it's creative. It's like, an, it's something that you're mm-hmm. doing, but I think even just like chopping an onion or something like that is quite yes. therapeutic. Yes, exactly. What are you curious about right now? That's a good question. Oh, so much. <laughs> I'm curious about, you know, the lift off into all the hard work that I feel like I've really been doing with my projects, with my writing, with my film. I'm curious about the future of music. I'm curious about if I'll ever sing in like a crowded room again. I think I will. I just, I'm curious of, it's never like how or why it's always like when, like, I'm just so curious about when things are going to shift and change personally. You know, I'm, I mean, I can tell you a lot of things I'm curious about, like when I'm going to buy my mom a beach house, like I'm curious of like how that's going to happen because I know it's going to, I'm just like, 
how or like when I just don't know like yeah I just want to see a lot of fruition and a lot of the stuff that I've been kind of manifesting and dreaming and praying about and working towards so yeah big stuff I'm like curious about like big things yeah well why not and are you are you gonna try out um are you gonna try promoting music on TikTok or doing any like live stream stuff or is that too uh, well you I'm can try you can try I, I can try you can try as a test and see what happens and who knows you know yeah some of my songs are on TikTok which is cool like my old stuff like people have used it I'm like cool and so my newer ones I posted one for like a cover I did and you know that's fine <laughs> so yeah I'm not against it I have an account I'm open to play with the youth it's I get it I just I also half don't know how to like post things like I'm like how do you yeah. make those videos so <laughs> yeah. do you know what I mean I'm like yeah. my head hurts I'm tired I'm like is this being prideful or lazy I don't know the difference well, if you want to, if you and I want to come up with a, a dance for a TikTok hashtag challenge. Oh my gosh, please, <laughs> please. I'd be honored. I'll have to send you the song I just did. You tell me. Um, what advice do you have for a young person looking to get into the creative industry? Yeah, I think it's, I think it's uh, to put a lot of emphasis on the why versus, you know, how or who you know, a lot of, I've, I've gotten the opportunity to talk to like, you know, like less experienced artists, but who reached out and we've had chats about like, you know, how I got to where I was and, and then how do they get there or whatever. And I think for me, it's always been, you know, yeah, like people, 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 like people are necessary. You can't do this alone, but definitely more importantly, why do you do it? You know, I think that it's going to fail you. It's going to make you feel like trash. <laughs> it's gonna, it's, especially like I'm a very competitive person personally. And I I think it's acknowledging that more and more and knowing where that comes from. I've been able to set boundaries in my day-to-day that don't like kill my soul. So I think knowing why you do what you do kind of helps you protect you from like the things that you need protection from, but it also helps you to like, you know, like shoot into the sky and towards where you need to go. And yeah, I think anyone who's, who's curious about wanting to be a musician, a a film writer, an actress, or, you know, whatever. Yeah. Why do you do it? And is that why big enough and like, like strong enough to keep you like in that, in that lane? Because it's so hard. It's so hard because there's so many people in Los Angeles, like the most talented people are here. Like I've gotten to meet the most, like the best people in music. And I'm like, cool, cool, cool. Like I've met, you know, it's just like insane, the talent here. And so you're not necessarily up against that, but you will go into rooms with those people and you have to like be able to just be like, I'm me, I do this because of this. Like I, I, I'm not going to falter because I'm not going to, because I'm not so-and-so or I'm not getting this or winning that. And I've learned the hard, the harder way, but I just think if you know why you're doing what you do, you kind of almost feel like a little bit untouchable in that. Yeah, absolutely. But I think it's interesting yeah. you saying um, about going into a room or even meeting people that kind of you respect or, or slightly starstruck with or whatever. When you get, when you get chatting to these people, they're just like you and they've just yeah. gone through the same feelings that you felt and, 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 you know, the stars aligned and now they're successful. And it's like, right. And I think I I've, 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 that's happened to me in the past where like, you must feel like, 
scared to talk to this person or you feel a bit like, you know, ooh, they're like on a pedestal. And yeah, she chats to them. They're just a normal person. And yeah. I think it's crazy, you know, and I think um, that just shows, though, as you said, you know, if you're consistent and, you know, you, you as as long as you're, you know, you, you don't become fake and like, you know, there's people that, you know, literally sell out or, or whatever. I think, you know, people respect respect that. I mean, you get talking to these people that are generally just genuine and like they're, they're amazing. Yeah. They do from an art, art artistry perspective. And it's, it, and yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Cause then you realize that actually these are normal people, you know? And so, mm-hmm. you know, it's crazy. Yeah. And sometimes you meet a very not normal person and you're like, okay, don't want that right? either. Yeah, so it's exactly. like, <laughs> you're like, I don't, I don't envy that. Like you don't want, you shouldn't want someone's life. You know, you should want yours. Yeah. And I, and I think it's important to have people be inspirations and warning signs and you know all those things but just yeah i think it's to be an observer is really powerful too yeah absolutely how can people find you social channels how do people listen to your music yeah um i'm trace on instagram that's my main social platform i always tell people not to go on my twitter because i have like four followers but i'm i'm listening to trace everywhere else trace on instagram and i'm on spotify apple you know, Google Play, I think is a thing. Amazon. <laughs> you can find me just all caps trace. Amazing. And I, I must admit, I do love your Instagram. Like, do you have a certain creative direction that you follow? Because I think it's, it looks quite, it's got a style to it, which I like. Thanks. Thank you. I get a little bit OCD in the fact that I wish it all the photos look the same, you know, because I want it to be like the feed, but it's kind of, it's, I get it. I do, I do have a vibe but um yeah no I'm I, I, it's, I I'm like I'm already frustrated thinking about it. I'm like I hate my feed but I I've learned that what attracts my like followers is my yappy captions and as long as I like talk your head off in a caption it gets engagement and I that's what I want I want people to feel like they know me and I'm pretty like very honest because I'm it's boring if it's not and so I'm just, yeah, I'm known for just like word vomiting. So that's what you'll get if you come visit. Well, I am. Um, I really, <laughs> I like the uh, anxiety cake. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. Yeah. I, I ate all of that. Um, <laughs> try, try, try to get rid of it. So yeah. no more, no more anxiety. <laughs> Amazing. Well, that's all the time that we've got for Trace, but uh, incredible to learn more about your kind of journey and your creative processes. And yeah, really, really appreciate your time. Thank you. Thank you so much. Good chatting with you. And you. Have a great day. Bye. You too. Bye. Thanks for listening. I hope this podcast can intrigue, inspire, and provide some key tips and tricks for a lot of people. I would really appreciate your help to grow the community. If you know anyone that you think would enjoy this podcast, then please send it their way. And if you can subscribe and leave a review, it would mean so much and it really supports the show. Thank you and see you next week.